0: G'day, and welcome to the I Remember When podcast, a show where I, Sean, sit down with my dad, Glenn, as he recounts his life stories in the last 60 years. another episode of i remember when i'm sean and i'm glenn uh so last time we talked about some more stories from the farm yeah um and we got into join the, the army join the army and the army apprentice school yeah now, this is what i had originally thought this podcast would be about was your time in the army but, we've got 12 years of that, and I've only, we've gone through 16 years of my life, and it's taken forever. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly right. But um, I think we're going to be here for quite a long time. Yeah. Now, before we get into the stories and what you got up to and stuff, the yeah. Army Apprentice School... Let's talk about it, what yeah, it's about. It, it doesn't exist anymore, which I think is ridiculous. I think it's a brilliant initiative, but briefly, let's go over what the Army Apprentice School was, why it existed... And a, and a bit of history about the place. This all started from the promotions team that visited our school and spoke about Army apprenticeships in, 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 yep. in that. So your Army um, Apprentice Scheme was that you started at 16 years old or the end of year four, uh, or ten, year ten, and you completed two years at the Army Apprentice School and then you went on to the, the next level for the next two years. The Army Apprentice School ran, I think, seven trades. It was uh, plumbing, electrical, carpentry, fitter and turner, mechanic, musicians, and electronics trades. I think that was the seven trades. The, the seven last ones. two shocked me. I mean, electronics probably shouldn't. We're talking about what years we talking, we're talking We're so about. So electronics this? was a separate one on its own. It was a three-year apprenticeship that was served all at the Army Apprentice School, and then you went out to of Signals... Or, yeah, oh, okay. so, yeah, um, they were as far as the level of entry, they were brainy kids, yeah, they, they were the they brainy are, acts yeah. that got into there. And then in the musicians, the army's always had their own musicians, correct? They've got the army, so the they, Australian they army, band. Their own, it was a two year apprenticeship completed at the army apprentice school, then you went out to your different units as a musician, um, okay. So, that's interesting. issue. So, we have a family member who is currently a yeah. part of the army, Australian army yeah. band. He obviously is too old to have gone through the Army Apprenticeship. Well, they school, but what didn't would have, he it have when he joined. No, that's right. So what would he have had to have done? I mean, Jaden... They still would have had... Um, trombone for years. They, but... they would have had a system still in place to yeah. do it. Because also, apprenticeships in the Army still exist. Yeah, they're adult... adult... They're training, adult. Yeah, that's adult right. Adult traineeships. That's so right. the Army apprentice School was run by the Victorian Education Department. Yeah. So we were actually minors... We were underage, so Underage, not the people underground. No, under <laughs> Yeah, we were, we were underage. So um, the army apprentice school was run by the army; it was controlled by the Victorian Education Department. All the instructors for your trades were civilians, and oh, all the, really? Yes. And then okay, all I your, thought they were no. Nah, the and then all yeah. your military training was military staff, right? Um, it was a it was a unique combination. So a typical... That's a very odd combination, yeah. yeah. So it's like TAFE, but after you finish your TAFE lessons, nothing you just go like, back in Nothing debt. like anybody's ever done as a, a normal apprenticeship. So our uh, our week would consist of um, getting up in the morning and doing your, your chores, Yep. then going to do your trade. Your trade was five days a week. But amongst that, we would have education study, two hours on... Thursday night, I think, for... And what did that consist what? of? <laughs> I'll come back to this in a second. But okay. But you do your education study. Now, it used to be in your room, and then you'd do two hours of a night in trade study where you'd go to your trade wing and study in your trade wing. That was done at night time? That was done at night time, after hours. Oh, time. okay. So uh, our civilian instructors would have to turn up for two hours of a night on top of their normal day routine. That's insane. Yeah. So... They were civilians operating in the the army base as your teachers. Yep. But then they also had to come back after regular teaching hours to do more? Yeah, to do the two-hour trade study. Mate, what a gig. Yeah. Now, our our senior instructor, (laughs) we could go and we could study, which meant, really, you just went to your trade wing and you sat down and did literally when you, you say trade win. wing, what do you mean by trade oh, wing? So you as had. As that was your classrooms and stuff. Yeah. Our, right. So yours would have been so we get, construction getting, or engineering? We're getting, we're, or... Getting, we're getting deeper and deeper and deeper. So, yeah, yeah, okay. I've jumped the gun. You've jumped the gun. We'll, we'll Go try back. and f- come back to the thing. So, we had our trade study during the day. We had an hour and a half, three days a week of army drill. Yep. Then we had a period of PT a week. Periods were around forty minutes, so we had a period of PT a week. We had two four-hour sessions of sport per Jesus. week. Per week, we had um, they called it character guidance was uh, two two forty-minute periods a week, where something I think we're lacking in the education yeah. system today. <laughs> well, it's. A, <laughs> it's this is a very, very complicated system to explain. So, we've got to try to cover things the way they were. Yep. Um, I, we, we've got all the time in the world to cover this. Right. I don't care how long we spend on this. No, this, this is, is incredibly got interesting to, and, and, to me. Yeah, I've got to try and keep it in a sequence that people Makes can sense. make sense of. We'll, we'll look at that at the moment. They're, they're, so, the, we didn't just do trade study. No, you cover we off did a, line, a whole like... pile of things. Um, oh, four hours a week of education. A regular education. So we did four. So I did, I completed my equivalent of year 12 in Victorian standards down there in the education system. Yeah. We we had, um, they were army officers but they were honorary rank. They were actually teachers. They were civilian teachers. Oh, so they were like, uh, yeah, okay. But they were employed by the army. Yeah. uh, And they wore army uniform and everything. But But they were civilian teachers. Things like you have to salute officers. Or when we went past the trade wing, the education wing, all these officers from the education wing would try and hide so they didn't have to <laughs> salute. Get so we used to chase them. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd ambush them. <laughs> and we'd see them coming and we'd line up and we'd be Why? little groups here, here, here. And so they'd be like, Everybody salute <laughs> And, and they, they used to go, off and teachers go leave up. Leave us alone! Leave us alone! <laughs> They're not real officers, yeah. but they were. Yeah. So they were commissioned officers, but yep. they were civilian teachers. Yeah, yeah. So um, they, they we we did um, education to to qualify as yep. year, year twelve standard. Because I suppose that was still a requirement back then. It was wasn't? still required. Had, had there, yeah, and I guess it was just sewn into the apprenticeship system to fill out the 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 thing because it's not it wasn't a, a eight to four job no it was 24 seven yeah you you were in yeah. you were at the army apprentice yeah. school all day every day it used to be saying they'd a say um, if you're employed 24 hours a day seven days a week then you're a slave but we all allowed one minute off at midnight <laughs> <laughs> not a slave decidedly not a slave yeah. so that was that was our routine of the day our full routine was um, six o'clock reveille, then ten o'clock at night lights out. And That's a big day. Yeah. At ten o'clock at night when lights out, the duty uh, the duty NCO would come around and actually make sure you were physically in your bed. In your bed. Yep. Not just go through and go, oh yeah, everyone's here. They would physically make sure that you were in your bed, um, because we used to do all sorts of things like. Fill it up with pillows, yeah, and all sorts of yeah, and, that, and you couldn't get away with it. Then, come weekends, Friday night you had a late night; you could stay out till one thirty. But at one thirty, the NCO would do the bed check again and, and make you sure were, you're physically in bed. And I'm guessing if you weren't in bed by then, you, you were got charged, charged, yeah. And then Saturday night was a one thirty in the morning finish, but Sunday was back to ten back o'clock. to ten o'clock because it's a school night. Yep. If you weren't in your bed or you didn't have so you could have you could apply for special leave, yeah. And you had to apply for it in writing every week. So if you wanted to have, you to stay out overnight, you had to apply, had to apply for a leave, for a leave like that. Every um, week you couldn't ev- apply for. You couldn't a apply pl- for a bulk one. You had to do every week individually. Wow. Um, and they would check to make sure you went where you said you would. Wow. Okay. Proper, because like, keeping you, were, track of you. you were you were you're a juvenile under the care of the Victorian state. Victorian Education Department, yeah, so call. you were. You no, I were, can understand you know, that. It's a, it was boarding school type thing. You, yeah, we were responsible for you. Um, wow, actually, that's a brilliant way of pointing at it. Yeah. It is a boarding school. Yeah. So, on special occasions, you could apply for special leave during the week. Right. So, if you wanted to be out after ten o'clock at night, you could apply for special leave to be out. Now, we did apply for the three of us applied, and unfortunately. The three of us, I'm the only one left, the other two are died. Oh shit. Mick Passy and Pete Moore both died. But we applied for special leave to go see Leo Sayer in concert at the Melbourne uh, concert or whatever this. it is. Yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was the funniest time I ever had in the whole army. It really? Was, it was a cracker. We applied for to go on, on this yep. leave. and the day that we it was on after work, we got called into the company sergeant major's office and he was an he was a Scotsman. Yep. He goes, A CEO played for special leave to go see. It was this fucking Leo fucking wanker. What if he's fucking name is. <laughs> 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 and these two other sergeants come into the room and it was just a big G up. Yeah, nice. yeah. And we go, Oh, it, it's Leo Say so He's in a concert in and we bought the tickets. What do you mean you bought the fucking tickets? I do not see you go fucking go. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to buy the tickets in advance and we, we can't applied for we bought the tickets and you're only just bring it up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. He said, don't tell me how to do me fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> and he was fucking giving us. to so said, well, what the fuck is he? <laughs> I mean, he's uh... a singer. What's these fucking songs? I've never fucking heard of him. He made you sing songs. He made us sing three songs. <laughs> 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 what a stitch up! And there's holy here's, shit. Here's the three of us there, and there's this fucking crowd boy now all watching, and they're pissing themselves laughing, and we've had to sing three songs. <laughs> and he goes. Good fucking judges are fucking awful. You better go and see him and learn how to sing them. <laughs> 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 what a <stitcher>. up <laughs> Fuck. Oh, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yep. Holy crap! So this same same Scotsman. I um I had a period when I was um I had a broken leg and I was on on light duties. Yep. And I had to work in the guard room in the, in the office, and this bloody warrant officer said. Dogs, give me a fucking coffee! <laughs> so I've made him coffee and I've taken it in. And a couple of minutes later. Oh, fuck, I'm dying! Oh, fuck, I'm dying! Someone fucking help me! <laughs> what did you do? I've gone in and goes, what's the matter? That's the fucking worst fucking coffee <laughs> on the planet! <road." laughs> uh, now, did he ever ask you to make coffee again? Oh, yeah, He oh, just well, well, me uh, help me yeah, well, out, okay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I did that at work. One of the guys, one of the, I, I didn't even do it deliberately. I did it by mistake. One of the guys asked me to make him a cup of coffee because I was the junior and that's what juniors do, apparently. And uh, he had a very particular cup and I wasn't paying attention. I grabbed his cup off the sink and made him his cup of coffee. Be- be great. Made it exactly how he liked it because I kind of liked the guy. He was a good dude. I took it out. He took a mouthful, He spat it on the ground and he went, very funny. I was like, what? Like, Put dishwashing liquid in my cup. I was like, no, I never. Why would I do that? now yeah, fuck yeah. I know you're a and yeah. You don't get to make me coffee anymore because you fucked it up. And he had a go at me. And I was like, what the fuck is this about? I didn't do nothing. I, I hadn't toyed with it or anything. <laughs> And it turned out the cup was upside down on the sink and the, the scrub and brush full of dishwashing liquid had leaked and it had gone around the rim of his <laughs> cup. And we only found out because he went later on, put his cup upside down on the sink same and big. then did the same thing himself and went, oh, sorry, no, Dodds, I didn't actually, I thought you'd stitched me up. I was like, of course not. But like, why would I do that? Still never had to make him a coffee ever yep. again. Yeah. Yeah, so there was um, there's lots more about this guy later on. Um, yeah, but moment, we're just trying to cover the the basic yeah. idea of army apprentice School. So, so what I think we may have covered it off in the last episode, but we'll go over it again. What was the army apprentice school initially conceived for? My understanding okay. is that it was juvenile detention. Juvenile, choice. Juvenile detention. So it's the original idea was that um, juveniles that went were presented before court had a choice they could go to um, juvenile detention center or they could join the army and do an apprenticeship yep and when they did that they had different they had slightly different trades back then in the original start of it they had like blacksmith was a trade really okay what time did it what what period of time did it start well the the buildings that we the army apprentice school were in were temporary accommodation for the american marines after world war Two. yep so it's around um, 40 f- so 45 so yep. i think the army Apprentices were staying 48 for, for memory wow okay yeah 1948 and they offered blacksmithing as yeah it blacksmithing said? was wow. a trade yeah um so these these the army apprentices were actually juvenile yeah, delinquents yeah <laughs> they, that had they been were prisoners they were sent to jail they were convicts college. yeah exactly and, and they they were there now around the 18th intake so Every year was a new intake, but there was periods when there was two intakes. There was periods when there was a spell without any intake. So, okay, quickly uh, explain an intake. Intake is every year the the the, the, the group the, of students in. the students coming a new into the group year. that comes in every yep. year. So every when when a new group comes in, that's a new intake. Yep, intake of of apprentices, and by the time I got there, an intake used to be uh, about two hundred fifty at a time 250 students at a time yeah. holy shit 250 at a time so at the army apprentice school you had first years and second years and your third year electronics trade so there was around 500 army apprentices there at any time at a time yeah yeah and wow. those Jesus. they they were serviced by four different dining rooms that sh- shared the kitchen so there was Two main kitchens and four, and dining, four dining rooms. Dining rooms, rooms that shared yep. off it, and they were ancient. They were the same as what they built in mm, 40. nineteen for yeah. for forty-five. Yeah, forty-three. Whenever 45, whatever it was they built it. Right. They were they were ancient. In fact, in my second year down there, I got food poisoning twice in six weeks,
1: and oh. it was and it was
0: severe. <laughs> Jesus. I, the first the first bout I got, I was still sick when I got sick again. Fuck. Um, yeah, righto. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were saying uh, around the 18th intake, it changed from. Yeah, being so in the 18th, around the 18th intake was when they started to change. They still had juvenile immigrants coming in, but they were also bringing in people that wanted to be there. Yeah, okay. Um, I wonder how that transition ha- like occurred and how well it was. Handled. Not well. It didn't not go well, well? really. No. Okay. <laughs> so in the in the newspapers. Um, and I think I mentioned previously there was these huge big fucking photo albums. Yes, that I you found, did. Yeah, the big, and there was newspaper clippings, and in there there was the newspaper clippings of when they discovered all these motorbike and car parts buried and under the Ozzy Yeah, 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 and that was around the period of this transition. Oh. So it looks like the bad boys were teaching the good boys how to be bad how boys. How to be bad boys, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. And so once you got so once you got to your intake you were So I was a third intake. intake, yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a thing out now, um we call it Spoto, there's a website you can go to and I think we've discussed this. But there's a thing out there actually no. Yes we have the Army Primary School website, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we oh, have. we'll, we'll cover we'll it. We'll cover it anyway, but yeah. Um there's a thing we call Spoto. So, if you're ever driving around a car and you see on the back of a car a little square sign about six inches square, about 150 by 150, and it's got two numbers on it, they'll be related. So, on mine, I've got uh, 30 over 75, which is 30th intake in 1975. The second, <clears throat> the second number is the year. Yes. Yeah, so the seventy-five oh. is the year. The top number is the intake. Now, occasionally you'll see one that's got an A on it. It'd be thirty A, because the musicians had it, ended up having a halfway intake. They have a six-monthly intake. Oh. Mm. So, um, if you see one that's got an A on it, they're a musician. They're specifically a musician. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, the, there's one guy that. has organized all this thing, and he's a fantastic man for doing it. He's very generous with his time in doing it. He organizes it all free of charge. He only charges you what it costs him for the stickers. And he has all these things printed up, yep. and there's multiple combinations of it. So I was an Army apprentice, and I went to Corps of Engineers. So on mine, I've got engineer colors as the background of it, yep. and it's got 30, 75. Behind the 30, it has the Army Apprentice School badge. Behind the 75, it's got the Engineer's badge. Yeah, right Um This guy's done multiple combinations of that, and pretty much anything you can with, Any, combina- like yeah, right. um, Any combination that there is, yeah. you can do. Like Yeah, so if you're seeing them, they're, they're, they're usually Army Apprentices, and um. uh, it's called a spotter now give me a photo and I'll put it up on the Instagram page and you'll be able to to see exactly what what they look like Um, now at the moment if you're travelling around Australia especially headed towards Albury Army Apprentice School is having a reunion and it's a joint reunion so this is a reunion for all intakes oh shit and I'm not going to go but apparently it's going to be really huge and at the moment these Army Apprentice's all over Australia with the caravans or whatever rigs or whatever all they got, out. all converging on. Uh, yeah, righto. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so on Facebook, on the Army Apprentice School um, thing on Facebook, for sure. you'll see how all these guys are, are meeting up and and they just 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 this big convergence and they're all Slowly joining up as they move down and to, and to for this big reunion. It's a huge yeah. Mm. tumbleweed of, of army apprentices oh, Christ that's going to be huge it is all, of, pre- all intakes all, all intakes involved now there's still I think a first year uh, intake a first intake guy alive and wow uh, only last year I saw a photo of him and one the of the last th- apprentices together Jesus so yeah. when, when did it all finish up when was the last um, last year oh I, I'm not sure. I, I, I should yeah. know, but I don't. But, no, no. Um, it, it shifted. The Army Apprentice School was down at um, Mount Martha in Victoria. Yep. In Mornington Peninsula. And they shifted to Albury to Albion. Uh, uh, oh, there's a place there. They shifted the Army prison, But it was a specially built place for it. And yeah. it was a huge fargo. That's but, really frustrating. Yeah. It was the social networking system in it failed. In the Army Apprentice School when I was there, we lived in each other's pockets we in my building we had 12 of us in our building and there was no walls yeah if you farted everybody knew, everybody about, knew it. about it everybody knew about it yeah you know, it was it was very compact living and that's where you learnt to get on with anybody and everybody you had to yeah couldn't have a have a, an argument against anybody because it affected everybody yep yeah. so you learnt how to get on with people and, and so in the new place they didn't in have the new that. place it was like a a central hub they had a central room yeah. and then they had four bedrooms off that these they guys would go th- back after trade and lock themselves in their room yeah. they wouldn't see each other they, um, they, they made them like dormitories yeah. rather than the actual like bar- barracks yeah mm-hmm. so the, the whole system failed we, we can come back to that as well but so uh, we we would serve two years of our apprenticeship down in the army apprentice school then we would be farmed out to our next part, which, yep. for me, I went to the School of Military Engineering in Liverpool, in Sydney, and we were farmed out to a civilian builder. And we finished our last two years of our apprenticeship with a civilian builder. Ah. Um, uh, no? right. Again, we're jumping okay, ahead. Okay, now, uh, now things are, like, in my head, starting to make more sense. Like, I always knew that you did your apprenticeship down in Melbourne, and then, yeah, you come back to Sydney and... Is this where the Dutch builder gets involved? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now things are like joining the dots. So at, at the moment we're trying to cover the Army Apprentice School. And yeah, just The Army, just the the Army Apprentice School, after that two years, splits because you either went to engineers or you went to Raimi, Wh- Royal, Royal Australian Electrical and Me- Mechanical Engineers. And even now, oh. um, it's, it's still divided where you're either... Ramey or engineer. Or engineers. Yeah. Um, two and very it's, different, it's two very like. different things because engineer apprenticeships were served with a civilian builder. Ramey once was served in the army. Yep. Okay. Ah, uh, so they're more GI. Well, some of the guys, some of these guys that served with Ramy, went on and retired and worked for them as civilians because their contact with them was forever yeah okay Rain, uh, engineers, engineers just disintegrates it goes into all sorts of places yeah um, and we'll get there, there eventually but because the Army Apprentice School was run by the Victorian Department of Education we had school holiday times we had yeah. we worked as school holiday periods so in our first year um, we got Easter holidays and we got our first semester or first term that the holidays yep and in that, you were allowed to go home. And you got paid to go home. And cool. So you go home. In your, in our second uh, term, we went to this, um, Jungle Warfare Centre in Canungra in, in Queensland. Yep. And we spent two weeks there doing training there. Then we'd have Christmas off. Then the following year, our 1st uh, we'd have Easter off. And then our first holiday, we would go do military training and then the next one we'd have we go home. Oh, so it was like a one on one off yeah. sort of deal. Yeah. You were working in the army, you're yep. at home. So the first the army, time, the first home. one yeah, okay. was in the first 3 months you went home. Yeah. Because you you homesickness. Yeah. Then the second one you worked. Then in the next year you worked and the last one you went home because you were leaving your apprentice school yep. and you were getting associated with somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so uh, you were at home a lot more than what I thought. I I always thought that Nan and Pop chased you around the country because they didn't get to see you all that often, but no, you well, were at home fairly Well, in, in 12 years, they saw very little of me in overall of it. Uh, yeah, in the, in the large scheme of things. Yes. Um, but, like, you were at home a lot more than what I yeah, had yeah. in my own head. Yeah. Yeah. Well... We'll cover all those individual periods. Correct. When they when we get when to we them. get to yeah. them, because there's there's some funny shit happens in them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. So that covers the holiday. How the holidays work. The first the first three months that you're in is a trial period. In that three months, if you don't like it, you can apply and go go home. Go home. Oh. You can be discharging. Go you can, home, bitch. Right? Yeah. Didn't work. See you later. Um, after that, you couldn't, you, after that, you, you were serving in, your, your in. contract. Yeah, right. Um, in the first two years, because you're a juvenile, any charge sheet you uh, get is torn up at the end of your two years. So it's not carried through to your military service. Okay. They, I... they couldn't tear mine up, it was too thick. <laughs> yeah, they had to run it through a fucking guillotine. <laughs> I wonder... Okay, so I understand that it, it's not carrying over to your, your military career, but, like, why? you got, you got Those charges were earned in the military, or was it because you were a juvenile those because charges could Because we're a juvenile. Because we're a juvenile, we couldn't be called up for active service. Ah, uh, okay. Once we turned 18, we could Different be called story. up for active service. Charges stick. Until we turned 18, we couldn't be called up for yep. active service. Now, there's a lot of opposition... Politically wise a, about the army Apprentice School because of that, they they said we couldn't we were be army, army apprentices. But you were army. We couldn't be called army because we couldn't serve. Yeah. So there's a lot of controversy about all that, but it never ever won out. Um, it's the army Apprentice School stuck, and that was it. Um, well, it was run by the army, so yeah. And, and it was it the was education was done by the education system, yeah. but it was still run by. the So the, the education army. department run us for daytime hours. Monday to Friday. Other than that, Army. ran everything else. The Army fed us, paid us. Yeah. Medical, everything. The Army did everything for us. Exactly. Now, in a previous episode, I said your first few years at school was the easiest your life will ever be. Yep. The first two years in the Army of past school is the easiest you'll ever be in the Army. <laughs> yes. It's the <laughs> easiest life ever. You know, things like, we all got inoculated. We all got our needles. Yep. There was no ifs, ands, and buts about it. When they were due, we would line up. And this was always after hours. It was never during the day. It was always after hours. So they'd say, right, it was straight after two tonight. Line up. You're going down to get your noodles. <laughs> we'd go down to the um, uh, the uh, uh, regimental aid post, RAP, and we'd line up, and we'd just file into this building, and it was just uh, a hallway straight down the centre of the building. Just like when the kids got their haircuts. <laughs> oh, we the... will come back to haircuts. So it was... There was a table right in the centre of it, and you walked through the side of one of those <laughs> tables, and there was nurses there, and this thing was just chucking off full of needles, and they go oh, wipe, bang, wipe, bang, wipe, bang, and you might get four needles. And oh, yuck! Um, so they pump you up full of needles. Well, we went through That's that. That's insane. And we went oh, through that man. at least four times. So oh, I don't know. You don't know what you got. Don't know what we got? How many needles we got? But do you know, I have never been sick. (laughs) No, annoyingly, you do not get sick. I don't get sick. Uh, A lot of injuries, a lot of injuries, but I don't get sick. Tell I, I know of one time you got sick. What? And you were out for fucking a week. And you didn't get out of bed. This was years ago when I was a kid. I would have been 11 or 12. But whatever it was hit you something fierce and you did not get out of bed. You couldn't get out of bed. You were, you're that a, might have been food poisoning. You were an absolute wreck, but it's the only time I've ever known you to get sick. Mm. Because it's, I don't get a cold. I don't get no. A you glue. don't. I it never. Sucks. Covid. Covid never even glanced at me. I looked I'm, at you and ran the other way. <laughs> didn't. Didn't. It? Um, I mean, to be fair, I've. I don't get sick very often. But yeah, because you got you got half of my needles. That's exactly right. haha <laughs> <laughs> <Our> genetics. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, so I don't know what it was we got. The only thing I know is they told me I didn't need a TB needle. <laughs> you never need a TB needle. No, I didn't. In. I didn't need it. They did the test. Oh right, okay. So they, they, they go <laughs> with the bloody needle yep. by hand, poking yep. holes in you, yeah. and then they put this stuff on there and they wait to see what, what that, the reaction is. And they, they said, "Oh, you don't need it." Okay, right. <laughs> okay, right, I'll okay do that thank one. you. All right. Um, they're probably injecting you with all oh, sorts of funny. Could have been chlorine, Yeah. <laughs> Um, you don't know. You probably going to get filled up with uh, acid in the way you we're, went. We were human guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, here, we're trying out a new strain yeah. of heroin, kids. Um, there was <laughs> there was things like unlimited condoms. You could go down to the RAP anytime you liked and get as many condoms as you wanted. And an all-male uh, institute? <laughs> no, because half those guys thought they were studs. <laughs> Yeah. And the army was just making sure they didn't have any problems. <laughs> All right, good for the army, yeah. um, <laughs> Looking after our yeah. boys. Um, they just they just looked after anything and everything for you. You didn't <sighs> you didn't have to worry about anything. Um when I broke my leg, they they wrote a letter to my mother and told my mother what had happened and everything else and even though they lied. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But but they, they did all that. They, everything was just done automatically for you. You didn't have to do anything. It was just done for you. All you had to do was as you are told. And yep. you just, just do as you're told and everything was good. Uh, and I found it very difficult. <laughs> yes, we will get to that. Yeah. You were yeah. quite the naughty boy. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't naughty. I was just... Um, I thought of the word the other day. Too. <laughs> I I Stood up for myself. I yeah, yeah, my, okay. I mean, I just stood up for myself. The army doesn't like that. Well, when we get, You're not into, an when we get into this, it's quite the story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I think I might have made quite a few records. <laughs> Probably. I've heard a few. One in particular, I was the first one to try out the new Joint Services Law Manual. Okay, this is one I don't know. So, Army, Navy, and Air Force used to have different law manuals and different punishment schedules and and everything. They were completely different. They decided to combine so that the punishment you received in one was the same as you received in all services. That makes sense. Um, And it was pretty much geared around being like a normal court thing. Yep. So you had the prosecutor and the defense and, and everything else and you could call witnesses and all that. Before that, you're guilty. See you later. Yeah, the army <laughs> um, would shoot yeah, you, and the yeah. air force would tow you behind a plane, and yeah, the navy would yeah. throw you over the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, when they, oh, I was the first one in Townsville to, to <laughs> test of out. Test of course you were. Of course you were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Someone had to try it. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but, but he, he just had to be you. <laughs> the army uh, apprentice school was that all the military people running the army apprentice school were. We're full-time regular soldiers. Yep. And a a huge deal of them were Vietnam vets. Yep. They were guys that, after Vietnam, which had only finished a few years before, after that, if they decided to stay on, they were given a cushy posting. Yeah, we talked talked about it before, a swan posting. A swan posting. So a lot of our buddy uh, instructors were... some, Some thought it was a good thing. A lot didn't. A lot of them were really... Annoyed yep. that they were sent from killing people to babysitting. Yeah. Um, I can understand yeah. like uh, so, it sounds harsh, yeah. but yes, I can yeah. understand where um, their they disconnect in that is. Yeah. Like, yeah, you've you've just told us to spend the last however long shooting people and now you want us to look after children. Yeah. Like yeah. That's and, a that's and, a big shift. And in and in not only like given their due that these guys, even though they didn't want to be there or they, they didn't think it was a, a, a great posting never m- abused us no I, they always treated us correct th- they always treated us correctly their no? issue wasn't with you their issue yeah. is with the way yeah. that they were yeah. they were treated because yeah. uh, so, that is a huge like a huge change to go from like yeah it, it expected to just i mean do your job kill people but to then go to looking after people that's that's a a whole 180 in mentality, in yeah. approach, yeah. In, yeah. in everything. Yeah. Like, that's huge. And I can understand where their disconnect is, yeah. It, it's like getting in your car and doing 110 down the freeway then come to a gravel road and stop. Um, so, um, in the time, the two years I was down there, we had two commanding officers, two COs, and both were good men. I with both of them on charges. <laughs> yeah. Um but we had just the one RSM. and What's a RSM? RSM is a regimental sergeant major, and his name was Norm Goldspink, and I don't have any problem mentioning his name or something because I got nothing but absolute um, praise for the man. Uh, one of the best soldiers I've ever met. Um, he, he treated us, um, his words, Exactly the same as you treated his own kids. Um, Good. He he considered us. So he yeah. had five hundred kids. Yeah. To look after, and he, he was brilliant. He he was um, a gentleman. He was a a Brent's uh, warner sir. He was there. He was great. And when he retired, he was sent to Duntroon for his retirement to finish up. And he ended up being the RSM in charge of the Queen's Jubilee Parade. Wow. Yeah, so he did that. They offered him a buddy microphone because there was 3,000 servicemen in front of him. They offered him a microphone to give his orders. Announce, yep. Don't sell (laughs) it. And they all heard him. Wow, he had the b- the greatest voice. He just knew how to project his yeah, voice. He had to, he had a that's a skill voice. and it's on its own. Like yeah. that's yeah. yeah, wow. Now the army apprentice school had another unique system that um, was a cop out. I think. I think. Yeah. So we've we've discussed it. The, we had civilians running it during yep. the day and army personnel after yep. hours. The army apprentice school had a unique thing called. Apprenticeship rank. So you had apprenticeship oh. rank. Now, right. So below for, private. For, for every, yeah. No, no, no. For oh, every... No. Oh, it was every, their own ranking system yeah, for apprentices? For every wow. rank, every rank in the full-time army people, there was an apprentice. So if we had a corporal, um, yep. a regular corporal, we had an apprentice, apprentice corporal. corporal. If we had a, a regular sergeant, we had an apprentice sergeant. Yep. Uh, staff sergeant and a warrant officer, and an RSM. Now, our RSM was called a BSM. They called him a BSM, Battalion Sergeant Major. It was just to distinguish between those two because we're talking about the two highest people at In, the Army, at Army the school. school. So RS, RSM regimental was Regimental Sergeant Major, BSM was Battalion. Battalion. So regiments are bigger than battalions? No, no. Um, was it was just they distinguishing? It's just to distinguish the two. Okay, right. The there two. is a difference between a regiment and a battalion, yeah. by the way but it was just to distinguish the two army apprentice ranks because the RSM pretty much run the place even though there was the CO yep. was higher RSM run the yep. place the apprentice BSM lived in his pocket yeah so everybody answered him to even the CO answered to the BSM wow okay shit um but this guy was the equivalent he was he was a mini me yep. he was the equivalent of this of Norman Gosplinge he was he, he, the one that we had when I was there he took his job really really seriously and he was very very good at his job I was in A company yep three platoon I think I was in one section which is not a topic altogether the the, the, the structure uh, the structure of it, of it. we can get into that to another so time we then. had we had um, an apprentice corporal and an apprentice sergeant in our lot mm-hmm. and my best mate at the time when i from the army when i joined there pete moore he became a sergeant and him and i had a falling out over it and it's that he would run the bridge now and i don't think we ever recovered from it but it was because he took it too seriously yeah right he forgot who he was <clears throat> yep we got back at him years and years and years later because he went on to become an officer and he was a batman to a really high-ranking army officer and they visited us in a training area in Rockhampton and Pete was hopping out of the helicopter with this buddy yep. officer and doing all his bit and we've all got Pete, how you going, mate? Oh and We're, we're oh. yelling out and screaming he to been him and mortified. we just We just called him as Pete. Yeah and he's ooh. And he come over and got us all good. He said, You guys, look he said, I'm in a lot, of, a lot of shit now. He said, I'm not Pete Moore. I am major more he said you can't treat me as it used to be yeah we can don't worry about about it it. get fucked (laughs) 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 oh he would have been in so much shit he was he was in heaps of trouble over it yeah and he so it never ever really repaired itself and yeah okay. after i got out of the army i contacted him one time and it took me a lot of trouble to find him, but I found him, I contacted him, and, and we talked amiably on the phone, but I never ever saw him again or heard of him. Yeah, yeah right. I couldn't find him again. So, the Army apprentice school rank, run the place. Yep. The The regular soldier people were there during the day, they'd turn up at 8 o'clock, go home at 4 o'clock. <laughs> but you leave the Army Apprentices running, me. there'd be lists of instructions of what's got to be done and these other guys that have to carry it out make sure it gets done yeah it's <laughs> definitely a cop so, out that, that is a fucking huge cop out I thought he our platoon sergeant's job during the day I don't know what he did yeah other than he used to patrol through our barracks and inspect yeah. everything make sure everything was good and yeah. then after yeah. 4 o'clock right yeah apprentice sergeant's in charge see us later yeah so what a cushy job so we Fuck yeah so we sort of run ourselves um <laughs> Now, I mentioned we we did sport for two, four-hour periods a week. So Mondays and Wednesdays after lunch was sport. Yep. Um, And we will come back to sport again in a different part. But we also competed on the weekends as schoolboys because we were technically Ah, schoolboys. you were technically Mm. schoolboys, yeah. So we had teams in the Aussie Real competitions, soccer competitions, rugby union competitions. Yep. All the normal schoolboy sport that played on the weekends, we had teams in it. Yep. In Aussie rules, it was two army apprentice school teams played for the grand final, two years running. <laughs> wow, okay. That's an achievement. Yeah. One of the army apprentices was not allowed to play in that because right. he was playing professional for Hawthorne. Yeah, Righto. So as an, a a, an under-18 year old, he was playing professional football for, for Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Um, what was his name? Um, no, I don't want to mention his name. Okay, fair enough. Because he's, 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 uh, I still keep in touch with him and everything else. He yep. might not like me to mention. Nope, fair enough. Um, I will tell you he was from Alice Springs. There you go. Played for Hawthorne yeah. at, at the Army Apprentice School. See, that's also something that like, still wigs me out. Back then, you had a full-time job or an apprenticeship or whatever... And were playing professional football. Well, it wasn't a it wasn't a job of itself. No, so it was a it was another political time bomb because for him to play with Hawthorne as a professional, he had to turn up for of training during the week. Yeah, so he had to have special permission from the army <laughs> so he could go to training, <laughs> and then yeah. he had to have special <sighs> compensation and and medical cover.
1: Yeah, to play to so play. In case he, well, got hurt. If he
0: got hurt, um, so there was a lot of lot of things. But in the army, sport is everything. So there's no doors yeah, are closed. Correct. It's yeah. just a matter of find the key to unlock. Finding them. the key. The, yeah. Um, so they could go there. Um, there was controversy in the in the local papers, newspapers in Melbourne, that um, civilians were kicking up a fuss at two army teams are playing for the grand final, and they accused them of being professional sportsmen, and it nearly went to court to prove that they weren't professional sportsmen, but in the end, they just pulled them out. Just to yeah, and just to, yep, yeah, just pull yeah. them out. It's yeah. easier than yeah. having the argument. Yeah, but um, which under sucks the, because under the education if, system, uh, the Department of Education system. You were schoolboys, schoolboys. Yeah. That sucks. I guess it, just because they were good enough to to get to the grand final, like that's well, garbage. well As I said, we had we had two hundred and fifty kids per intake. Yeah. So there was 250 kids. When I was in there, they were selecting one in 3,000 applicants. There were 3,000 applicants? No, no. Oh, no, no, no. They were selecting one in in every 3,000. Holy shit. Yeah. So. This was huge. Yeah. Why is nobody talking about this? Don't know. It it really does feel just like a forgotten bit of Australian history. Like it, it it is. It's 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 a shame that it, it's not out there that people when you ta- when you're talking about that volume of applications, why is this not a more widely known thing? It, and I can worth, tell you right it now, close? I yeah, exactly. Why did it close? I well, we know why it closed. It failed miserably when they moved it. I can guarantee. I can talk to, oh, fuck it, all of my friends and not one of them will know, other than the ones that I've already told that you were an Army Apprentice, would know exactly what the Army yep. Apprentice School was. Yeah. yeah, Most people just didn't know it existed. Yet at one time they're look, talking about look, one in 3,000 I was an Army Apprentice and I was, I was associated with uh, others in different ways. But I know very little about the exact same system for the Navy. And I know a little bit more about the exact same system for the Air Force. They Actually, All yeah, three had point. them. They all had them, yeah. They, they all had them. They weren't Joint Defence Force yeah. uh, initiatives then. They were individual. That We used to have, again, we used to have like, in the, in the service because there's a thing called Inter-Service. It's a, yeah. Army, Navy, Air Force, Inter-Service. We used to have the uh, Apprentice Inter-Service sports competitions. Navy, Air Force, but, and but Army. Like, why? Why is this not something that is more widely known about? I don't understand defense, it. Like... So, we, we mentioned the Army Apprentice School was a temporary accommodation for the... The uh, Marines, Marines. Yeah. Well, because they closed it and everything else, it's now a whole new suburb. Yep. It's a, it, they're bulldozed in a massive big suburb. But the one thing that still remains is the Aussie real field, where car passed were buried, and a set of gates. And those, heritage, those gates are now heritage listed. Yep. I'll put a photo up of them. Yep, send them through. We'll put them up on Instagram. They were built by the... Uh, a joint effort by army Australian army and the US marines and wow the, the marines in America now still hold those gates as sacred and they're, they're now their heritage is listed because they say so here they've gone and they've leveled yeah, um, everything else that was associated pretty, with the building. This but, massive great area. Yeah. It's a huge area. Really. How many people drive past those gates every day and don't know their significance? They're right on the nepean Highway, so there's a lot of traffic. That's the main road to. I Port- this up. And nobody, nobody really yeah, understands how, what it is. How many people drive past those gates? every day and don't know know what they're looking at or don't even don't even register that they're there more than likely it it astounds me so that was that was a a main um main access point for us as apprentices because most apprentices didn't have a car um, you did though. <laughs> I, did. I had. I got a car as soon as I was able to get my driver's license in New South Wales. I got a car, and I was pretty much a taxi. Um, we'll cover that off though, because because yeah. you oh, did a lot with that car. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when we wanted to go anywhere, we used to go out and stand on the Deppan Highway and hitchhike. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be nothing for thirty or forty apprentices. Oh, on shit! The, just standing, on, standing on the highway. Standing on the highway. Thumb out, thumb out trying to get a lift. <laughs> and and oh, there'd be cars know. pulling over everywhere. And we never had trouble getting a lift. But it was it just depended what time of the day yep. how many people would be out there hitchhiking. Jesus Because there was Christ. no other... There was very, very little public transport to get to Mornington. Once you got to yeah, Mornington, was a little fine, bit more public but like, transport. But you had to go to Frankston before you could get any sort of proper transport um, Christ and you get a train down into Melbourne so the, the napoon Highway was a, a, a major thing to us <laughs> uh, really, oh my god I can't believe that there'd be 30 blokes standing yeah. on the side of the road just all hanging out waiting for waiting for a, a lift well, for I, I remember one day we we were out there hitchhiking and a car pulled over and it was just one young guy in it driving and two of us are hopped in and then the back door's open again, and another one's climbed no. in, <laughs> and another door opened, and another one climbed in, this guy goes, oh, how many can we uh, get? <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't even care. Didn't even bat an just, eyelid. Oh, well, I'm picking Fucking one up. Might hell. as well pick up. So our, our accommodation, when we when we first got there, the, the building was empty. It just had the steel lockers in it. These are just your two-door grey commercial steel lockers, yeah. right? yeah. So we'd, there was just those in there. And you had two for each person. Yep. Uh, yeah, that, yeah one was your yep. civilian clothes, yep. one was your... That was... One was civilian clothes, one was your <clears> military <throat> stuff. Yep. Now other than that, there was nothing else in the building. So then you would have to go over to the uh, company store and you'd pick up your bed Yep. and uh, two desks and a chair. And two desks? You, and your mat. We used to have two desks. Um, and a mat, <laughs> yeah, a piece of carpet. of carpet. Piece of carpet could yep. be anything, and then we take them back, and then we set up our bed space. So your bed space was—I don't know the exact measurements, but it was probably no, probably twenty-one hundred wide, and about twenty-one hundred deep. It was uh, seven foot yeah. by seven foot. That's seven by it. seven. Yes, yep. That was about it. Your bed was a steel frame. Yep. And you had your mattress, was a vinyl covered sponge mattress. Yep. Yeah. You, you had your bag you put on everything. you had your mat you put down. You had a chair. The chair was just your steel plain steel chair with a vinyl seat and yep. vinyl back. Yep. Just school chair. School chair. Even worse than school chair. I think my school chairs when I was at school was better. <laughs> um. Probably and you had two desks from the Marines. One yep. was called um study desk, and the other one was called. Your utility disc. That was the one that, it had a timber top in it that you could turn over. So it had lino on one side and just timber on the other side. And then just pull it out and turn it over. Okay. So you would leave the um, lino side up because that was clean. Yep. It was army green. And then you turn it over so it was just a timber bit. And that's where you polished all your gear. Uh, so you polish your brass and you yep. polish your belt and you polish everything on that. On and when the you table. finish, you turn it over. Cover it up, yeah. no polish marks. And that there was, there was your... Uh, yeah. There you go, very clever. That was the desk, And in that had a little steel locker on the side of it. That's where you kept all your cleaning gear and all yep. that. And had a steel drawer. And that's where you kept all your um, rifle cleaning gear. Had yep. it in there and laid out in an exact... Did you have a rifle? rifle? Yeah. Really, as an army apprentice? Oh, yeah. It was taller than me. I yeah no duh, no. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, yeah. that's insane. Did I, you have to do drills with it? Yeah, yeah. I was I was issued. What? I was issued with. Well, every unit I went to, I was issued with a my own SLR rifle. Yeah, you had your your own rifle. Yeah, had, had a serial number on it, and you had to remember and that your was serial your serial number. number. I think it was like an eight-digit number, and you had to yep. remember it. <laughs> so when you went to the army, your, to get your rifle, you'd have to remember your 8 your own number. serial number. Yeah. So hang on. You were called the Army Apprentices. You weren't old enough to be called up to the Army, but you were still issued an um, Army rifle yep. and required drilling with it. Yep. But you couldn't use it. Nope. <laughs> we did Man, the Army apprentices were we, we, did, we did rain shoots. Yeah, that's what but, I mean, You would have drilled with we did, it. We did, but, like, we did rain shoots where we went and actually fired them. But But you couldn't use it outside. We weren't allowed to go and we weren't allowed to be called up for active service, no. The Army Apprentice School is wild. Yeah. So. (laughs) The rules are so all over the shop, I don't understand. It was, we were boys, well, okay, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were boy scouts. No, we were called boy soldiers. Well, it was a again. It was very just, different it was, meeting in today's it a, parliament. It was a political bloody time bomb again. Yeah, yeah. we were called toy, uh, boy soldiers, and the rest of the world were boycotting Australia because we had we boy, had boy soldiers. soldiers. Yeah, because we were seen to be hypocritical. Oh, because we were against you were against child soldiers child but soldiers. We had boy soldiers. but We had boy soldiers, and it was it was a huge thing. It it nearly closed down while I was there. Because there was this massive big political movement trying to stop us because of this title they'd given us as Boy Soldiers. And yeah, it was, could only, have it to was a change the name Australian government. Like, it was a it was a um, it was a joke, pretty much yeah. that someone came out with. Yeah. And it stuck. But it stuck and it got carried away yeah. and that's what it became. Yeah. That's so, insane. So uh, Yami Prime School had a canteen. All, all army units have a canteen called ASCO. Um, I don't know what ASCO stands for anymore. But usually it was the canteen system and it was run by civilians that, mm-hmm. that actually hired it off the army and run it. Um, it is still like that today. Yeah. They're yeah. not. They're a civilian company that runs yeah. the messes. Yeah. Um, so um, ours we had like a, a miniature department store you could get anything in there if they didn't have it on the shelf you could order it in yeah righto. In cool yeah Um and then we had the the, I guess a cafe or whatever mm, the yeah, else that, the, sold, the all that had, had yeah, really all sorts of other stuff and yeah. that would have been a bloody gold mine yeah the amount of Shit, money yeah. that was spending nearby apprentices it was always crowded but it closed at six o'clock at night yep at six o'clock at night we had another canteen used to open and you could buy stuff from there, but it was limited what you could get. There was drinks and pies and sausages Yeah, and basics. Chips, just just basic stuff. Because, again, it was run by a volunteer who oh, was a civilian. Okay. It wasn't run by um, the army. It wasn't okay. run by yep, yep. ASCO. It was run by a person that volunteered to do it just to keep it open. Um, and we could go there. and It had this full-size snooker table... And I couldn't play snooker either. Yeah. Um, It had table tennis. It had pinball machines. It was a full rec center. It had everything. It was a big. That's what it was called, the rec hall. Yeah. Right. So it was. It had everything in it. And that guy would come in every night, seven days a week, and open up from six till when? Till ten. Lights out. Lights out. Yeah. That's not too bad. That's four hours. That's pretty good. So um, we had that. Then, when I got my car. When I bought a car, I come back. Um, So our very first pay was in advance. Second day we were in the army, got caught up and got paid. We got paid $15. (laughs) Yeah, that was our first pay. That was so we could buy boot polish, brasso, and anything else we needed to maintain our uniforms. Nothing else. Here is your your first paycheck. Now go and spend it at the commissary to buy all your equipment to be in the army. And (laughs) And it included buying two padlocks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So our first full-time pay, our first regular fortnightly pay, was $65. Yep. And out of that, they took 45 rations and quarters. (laughs) So we, for those people, and there is a, it's a such lot a of people, there's ah. a lot of people believe that we got all this shit for nothing. We had to pay for yeah, paid for it, yeah. We paid for our food, paid for our accommodation. Just so happy that for the it. army paid for you, to, for you to pay them you, back. Yeah, they gave it to us and we give it back to them. Two years before I joined, it was free. Yep, okay. Um, but they still only got paid the $25. Yeah, instead of being paid $65, they were <laughs> yeah, paid $25, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, so, or yep. $20, whatever worked out. But, yeah, so, our, our pay was pretty much only $20 yeah. a fortnight. Fuck. And now I've gone and got a car. So, to um, to compensate for not having any money because I was spending it all on, on this car... Yes. I started doing um, there was a fish and chip shop in Mornington. Yep. And I would go in there and I'd copied their menu board and their prices. Yep. And I got an army notebook and I wrote it all out in there and I added 1 cent to every item on the list. Yep. 1 cent. Yep. Was and then I'd go around every night and take orders. And then I'd go into there, drive into there and fill the order out. And then come back and give it all out. Yep. And I was making one cent per item. Yep. Sometimes I'd do two trips in a night. Holy shit! Yeah. Because army apprentices just they just ate and ate and ate. Yes. Um, even though we we're getting fed double rations, well, rations and a half we used to get fed. So one army all army messes work on a ration system. Yeah, of course. Army apprentices were getting one and a half rations because Ooh. we were growing boys. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um so I was doing that to, to get some money in to cover the cost car. And then to be fair that, oh no, I was gonna say that one cent extra wouldn't have really covered a lot, but no, when petrol was thirty cents for a, a thousand litres, yeah, you're I say. was uh, well well tease this one So then also the best motor's talking about Pete Moore. Yeah. He lived in Colac in Victoria. Okay, so he's now not about one hundred and thirty-five miles. Right? It was one hundred and thirty-five miles from the army principal, and there was three guys that lived either on the way to Colac or at Colac. Two lived at Colac, one yep. lived at Jolom. So every fortnight we would go to Colac. Yep. And Pete and I'd go and take these three guys. These three Mm. guys paid five dollars each for a return trip. I'd take them to their door, pick them up, pick them up from the door, and and I paid five dollars each to do that. So fifteen dollars. Yep, that covered fuel and service. What a time! And I was getting the car serviced every five thousand miles at Colac, and it was it was five dollars for a service. <laughs> oh, here I am paying seven hundred dollars a service yep. for my car, yeah. so that was my income. Yeah, because the the sub- subsidized subsidised your income. Yeah. Until, you were in trouble for that though, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until Jimmy Moyle, the sergeant, was doing one of his bloody fuck on board. I think I'll go and stir some shit. Yeah, and he went through his study desk and he found this army notebook. Yep, and opened it up and read it. When I got back from um, trade study that day, buddy, all the staff members were still there. I'm fuck, what's going on here? Looks like we're working tonight. I got called into the office, and I, and they just marched me straight in front of the OC, which is the officer commanding, it, as oh, opposed shit. to commanding officer. Really? Commanding officer is in charge of everybody. The yeah. OC was the company one. Um, marched in, prayed in front of him, and I started reading out a charge of profiteering. Yeah. I, I'm going, what the fuck's going on? yeah and they're going oh, is this your notebook I said yeah and can you explain why this is and I said of course that's what I charge <laughs> going, yeah profiteering and they were really pissed off about it that was, for you. I, was, I was really in a lot of trouble and um, I turned around to Jimmy Moyle and I said what the fuck and he said you're profiteering your buddy you're doing and he said you're going around buying food and then making them buy it at the inflated price I said no, no I'm no, not, not. <laughs> he said I said, no, that's the buddy menu and the pricing in there, and that's what I charge. I go around and I take orders at night time. They go in and pick it up, and I come and I bring it back and then hand it out. He said, oh, oh, we thought you were just making people buy stuff. <laughs> I said, hey, no, just no. come and ask me, Dickhead. <laughs> no, I said, I'm just, I, I go around and I take orders, and I turned the book over yeah. and showed him where I've been taking mm-hmm. orders. He goes, oh, oh. And they've all looked at each other going, dumb and all. Yeah. Um I said, yeah, but you fucking got me in here because I'm AWOL when I go in here. <laughs> I'm not supposed to oh, You ducked yourself yeah. in, you idiot. Yeah. No, I did, yeah. I said, yeah, I said, but you got me in here because I'm fucking AWOL. I go, oh, yeah, you fucking are. <laughs> 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 You're just leaving the base. How do you get through this first gate? No, it's not locked. The gate's not locked. And it's not manned. No, no, No. It's not locked it's not like security there oh, there's no oh security God. there you just come and go there was yeah. there was three entrances yeah, absolutely there's three entrances to the army primary school you can go in there to any of them uh, he, uh, you've I've dubbed yourself him. in no, 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 no I deliberately did it yeah I deliberately did it and they go oh right um well fuck because these guys aren't used to been locked up no no that's right so it didn't occur to him that I was going AWOL hey, that's right so even though if they had found out I was doing it, I would have got charged but it didn't really occur to them they're more interested in the thing that I was the fact that you profit profiteering yeah and they go oh and the buddy Scotsman the Scots buddies he goes well Sergeant Moore you make sure it's fixed up <laughs> <laughs> so, Jimmy Moore goes oh okay they put it in routine orders and give me permission to leave and <laughs> 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 And Jock goes, you're a fucking it. You don't want you to charge him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man. So instead of getting charged for it. Well, I got put into routine orders. So I was allowed to do it. <laughs> Military bureaucracy astounds me. It, it, the tale is old as time, and it's it, you. You read about it, like you read about some stuff. You, you read books and see movies where this is a joke. But it's it's how it is! Like, that is, that is like, you you read catch twenty-two and a guy gets promoted from sergeant to major because his last name is Major yep. and Sergeant Major <laughs> is too strange, so they just promote him to a major. Yep. That's, no. Charge this man for being AWOL. Okay, uh, I'll write it in that he is no longer that he gets permission go to go off base. <laughs> You're going to get fucking more amazed I fucking can't wait. Um, So, all right, now, because we had lights out at 10 o'clock, didn't mean we weren't allowed to leave the place. No. So we could wander around the place. Um, And a lot of these guys that I know still through Facebook and and all that sort of thing, they were, they're still very close friends because they were wanderers. They used to wander wander around around all over the whole place. And I'm, I'm talking a big area. Yeah. It's a big area. So... Mondays uh, Tuesdays and Thursday nights were study nights and the other nights were off or on um, Monday and Wednesday nights we used to have movie nights yep we had a, a full function movie theatre this place was huge and it, and it cost two dollars to go yep. see the latest releases and it was going to the peanut gallery it was it was just a, a comedy of carry on you know and again, it was an army apprentice. He was a third-year apprentice electronics guy. Run the thing when I was there. And uh, they they looked after it and handed it over. So yeah. they organised getting the movies in. And it was the old, big old projector and the big, and the project, big canisters. Like proper projectors of, yeah, and yeah. They proper had the, canisters It was a, it was view, a fully functioning movie theater. Yeah. It was a proper movie theater. And we saw the latest movies that were first come out. As soon as they came out, we were watching them. And we were watching movies all the time. Three nights a week we were watching the latest movie sometimes you've got a bung on too oh no never as watched. long as we're out yeah at by quarter to ten now one particular movie we saw was um Charles Bronson not Charles Bronson. um we saw that but the uh, the Gridiron the prisoners playing Gridiron oh Longest Yard Longest the Yard original Longest yeah, Yard, original yard with um moustache yep um Burt Reynolds Burt Reynolds. Reynolds yep yep so we saw that and in there, I think he broke his fucking neck. Yeah. I think he broke his fucking neck. That started in the movie, and the whole picture theatre is going. I think he broke his fucking <laughs> neck. I think he broke his fucking neck. The next day at work, <laughs> oh, I think he broke his fucking, neck. I think he broke his fucking <laughs> neck. And it went on forever. And then we went up to the Jungle Warfare Centre. Yep. And we did two weeks up there. At the end of it, we had. Nearly everything in the army, you have an end of course due. Yes. Nearly everything. Doesn't matter what it is, you have an end of course due. And because we finished that, we had an end of course due. And we went out to the uh, Army Canungra golf course and Ooh. had this big barbecue party out there. Um, we weren't supposed to be on the golf course, but we're using the facilities there for this thing. So there's about 250 of us all yeah. out there. And we were having, Victorians call them goffers, soft drinks, goffers. <laughs> Golfers? Yeah. So that's all what? we that's all we we're allowed to drink with soft inscophers. Yes. Anyhow, we started up a game of touch football on the eighteenth green. What's with you in doing ridiculous stuff on golf courses? Oh yeah, I know. Maybe, <laughs> that's, maybe that's what it is. So we started off with just a few, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger, till we ended up with over 40 on each team. The football was a can of coke, and it turned into murder ball. <laughs> And this can only end in tears and it sadness. It does. It does. The aim of it, the game, end up being to get the can of Coke and open it. So <laughs> that, that was the that was the game. The, that was the, the aim to, to try open to get the can, can of Because by now it's well and truly shaken up. It devolved <laughs> so drastically <laughs> that it was now just to try to open this can of Coke without getting fucked up. Yep, I grabbed it. And I curled up into a ball. Ah, you idiot. Hmm. And a guy, and I, I'll, I'll use his full name too because he comes into this more often than not. Gordon Moses, he's picked me up <laughs> above his head and he's shaking me. <laughs> trying to shake the can, <laughs> out, of the of my can hands. out of your head And then he threw me on the ground. Holy shit. And when he's throwing me on the ground, I broke my leg. <laughs> so i go going, crap, snap. <laughs> and everyone's backed up going, I think he broke his fucking leg. I think he broke his fucking leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when art imitates life, or life imitates art in this case. Holy yeah. oh, shit. Here I am on this trashed 18th grade, <laughs> yeah, laying there right. going, Oh, I think I broke <laughs> your fucking leg. <laughs> oh, my leg. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, so that was one of the adventures that came out of watching movies. <laughs> oh fuck! Well, I think we get into another adventure next time because yeah. it is getting late. And yeah. we go down, we have another beer. Yeah, and uh, we pick up next time. Yeah, and look, we've had a quick look at statistics, and we're getting a few more people watch or listening in. And thank you for listening. I hope you're getting something out of it. It's we're not intending that, but. If you do, then good, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Cheers.